Welcome to the VPR Cafe. I'm Rick Singari. It's taken Vermont wines a while to get noticed and recognized, and it's been a slow, steady crawl for the state's winemakers, but we've now reached a point where there are subgenres that are getting noticed. Hannah Palmer Egan is a food writer for seven days. She's recently written about Vermont's natural wines, and she's here to tell us about them. Hannah, welcome back to the VPR Cafe. Thanks for having me. This story starts with the folks at Shelburne Vineyard, so give us a little background on them. Ken Albert planted the first grapes at Shelburne Vineyard on a fairly modest plot closer down to the water in 1998. And he started out with a lot of sort of old world varieties, Rieslings, cold-ish climate vines, but the traditional winemaking varieties. And he started out growing them organically because that was really kind of how he wanted to do it. But in the end, cold, horrible, wet, icky winters and hot, humid summers here kind of started to get the better of the grapes. And so he noticed that his wines weren't coming out the way he wanted them to. So he sort of swung the vineyard to sort of more conventional, quote unquote, management methods. But then in the early 2000s, these new hybrid grapes that most of the Vermonters that are growing wine these days are now working with came out on the scene. And he planted a bunch of those and the fruit kind of started to improve. He got more experience as a vineyard owner and as a vineyard keeper, vineyard if you will, and things started getting better. So they've been able to kind of shift back towards more organic, not totally, they're not certified organic anymore, but sort of more organic, natural growing methods throughout the vineyard now. What is this natural wine project that they've started? So winemaker Ethan Joseph, um, who is the head winemaker there now, started this side project called Iapetus Wines a couple years ago. He started making more natural style wines. It's really a passion project for him. So the production's comparatively small towards, you know, when you look at the rest of Shelburne Vineyard's vintages. But it also just kind of so happens to be really in line with what a lot of younger people and wine connoisseurs are drinking. So it's a pretty exciting thing that he's doing with it. Well, I need a little help here. What is natural wine? Is it organic or how does it differ from organic? Sure. Natural wine isn't necessarily organic. Organic is a proprietary term in a lot of ways. It's, you know, you can't really call something organic unless it's certified organic. And so that is a whole other ball of wax. But Natural wine kind of operates on, and some natural wines are certified organic and some aren't, but one doesn't preclude the other. Natural wine kind of operates under this philosophy that wine is grown in the vineyard. So there's a real kind of focus on the fruit rather than the production of making wine. So the idea is to grow beautiful, beautiful fruit, handle it really gently once it's picked, let it kind of do its thing, let it ferment naturally. You don't need to be pitching in commercial strains of yeast or adding sulfurs or carbonating the wines. These are all things that happen in more conventional mainstream winemaking. Natural wine sort of relies on the winemaker's intuition as to what the grapes are doing and what they want the grapes to do to kind of coax the process along rather than coming in and intervening with a prescriptive, we're going to do this at this time and then it's going to sit there for three weeks method. It's a lot more kind of, let's just smell the grapes and see what the fermentation smells like in three months and then we'll check it again in a little while. And since the winemaker's kind of let nature do its thing with these grapes and within the juice, they're ceding quite a bit of control to nature. So the outcome, the wines that you get tend to be a little bit less predictable and standard. It might be vastly different next year than it is this year, even though it's made basically with the same method and basically with the same grapes um, because of whatever's going on in the barrel from year to year is going to be really different. 
This is the VPR Cafe. I'm speaking with Hannah Palmer Egan, a food writer for Seven Days. We're talking about Vermont's natural wines. And Hannah, tell us more about some of the wines that Iapetus is producing. Sure. There's some really neat wines. And again, they're going to vary from year to year. But I tasted when I was at the Vineyard Tectonic, which is this orange skin contact. So it's been fermented with the skins on the grapes. So it's got like a little bit different rounder flavor if you've ever tasted an orange wine or a rosé. And it's a little bit peachy, kind of stone fruit, and it really changes. So in the beginning, it's got this little crisp minerality like you might expect from a Sauvignon Blanc. And then as the wine warms up, it gets sort of a lot more rounder with these sort of cherry notes. And it's just really, really fun and interesting. So that was one. And sort of the showstopper, I think, the really popular one that Iapetus has put out this year is the figure two, which is a pet nat. Um, so it's fermented most of the way through and then put in a bottle. And then they f- the fermentation finishes in the bottle. So all of those little bubbles from fermentation get trapped in there. So it's naturally carbonated. So you have these tiny, tiny little um, effervescent bubbles on your tongue. It's got a little bit of kind of honeyed grapefruit, very fresh, I don't know, almost like spring air in the scent of it. The wines are really, really interesting to drink. Can we expect to pay more for these natural wines than traditional wines? I would say as a rule, there's not you're not going to find that natural wines are substantially more expensive. They tend to be a little more expensive, so maybe about $10 a bottle more. What role is cork and stove playing in the natural wine trend? Cork stocks almost exclusively natural wines. The two sisters, Danielle and Katie Nichols, who run the place, believe in natural wine, and they've stuck their necks out for it quite a bit. They have a really amazing collection of bottles there, really great bar program, so you can go in and taste them. If you really want to get to know natural wine, the best way to do it is just to drink it. So go for a tasting. Um, Daedalus has a great natural wine program as well. But if you want to go and really sample a very wide array and get really deep into a conversation about it. Go to Cork and Stowe and just have them run you through the gamut behind the bar and they'll tell you all about it. And they're doing really well. Tell us about La Garagista in Barnard. Deirdre Heakin started making these kinds of wines several years ago. And her wines are delicious, really food friendly, really juicy and kind of tart and sassy, if you will. So her wines have garnered a lot of national press attention. I mean, the New York Times has written about her. She's been a wine spectator. She was nominated for a James Beard Award this year as an outstanding food and beverage professional. I mean, it just kind of goes on and on. So she's kind of the natural wine fairy godmother, if you will, of Vermont. Um, So she did it really well first. Up in Grand Isle, there's this woman named Krista Scruggs. Um, She's also a a Deirdre Heakin mentee who came here specifically to work with Deirdre. So she just finished up her first harvest as the vigneron at Ellison Estate Vineyard. I haven't tasted any of her wines because she's just getting her feet on the ground, but I've only heard good things from the people who have. Also in Barnard, Fable Farm Fermentary, who are also Heakin friends, They make a lot of natural wines with an array of fruits. So they kind of started out with apples, but they also, they have a small vineyard on their property. They continue to add more grapes. They buy grapes in from other places around the state, and they do a lot of natural style wines with various fruits, including grapes. Then there's also a lot of kind of smaller individual winemakers out there that are just sort of doing this at home and experimentally. Hannah Palmer Egan is a food writer for seven days. Thanks so much for joining us at the VPR Cafe. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me.